Welcome back to Sister Ellie KST where we talk about all things church related. My name is Allison C. Holt and I am your host. Today we will continue our journey talking about inheritance. Now on the last podcast on inheritance, we learned in Ezekiel 33 and 11 that God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their wicked ways and that they may live. God also rebuked Jonah for his lack of pity for the city of Nineveh. Now we're we're talking about this because we begin to study the character of God. Studying the character of God will get us to what our inheritance is in God. So God is not ready to pounce on us. He's not ready to send us directly to hell because of every sin that we do. God wants us to come to repentance. God loves us. He does not take pleasure in the death of the wicked, as the Bible tells us, but rather that they would turn from their wicked ways and that they may live. God also in 2 Corinthians 5 and 10, he states that, uh, uh, even though he's a loving and a caring God, we can find in 2 Corinthians 5 and 10, that we also must appear before him to be judged for we, what we have done in this body, whether it's good or whether it's bad. We all must appear before God to be judged for what we have done in this body. Also, we find that the Bible tells us the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So if we want to live, that we must walk in righteousness. Listen, my friend, God loves us. We are his beloved children. Hear me. We are God's beloved children. And God's love is greater than our doubt. So we are making our way to inheritance and what that means for us and we began by looking at the character of God many times people are taught or or find or have read that God is a God of judgment and God is a God of righteousness and that you know he's ready to send us to hell at every every move but that is not the God that we serve now listen, we're going to look at another uh, characteristic, actually two characteristics about God. Lastly, we're going to take a look at God as both just and justifying. Now God is a holy, God is righteous, and he is just, which also makes him a God of judgment, makes him a God of wrath, and a God of vengeance. Why? Because because of his righteousness, because he is just, he has to judge everyone according to, as we read in the scripture, what we do in our bodies. Yes, he's a God of wrath as well, because if the things that we do are against his laws, his rules, and his principles, yes, he gets angry. And we found out about that also. And he is a God of vengeance. The Bible tells us vengeance is not ours, but God, he's going to repay. So we have to leave it in the hands of God. Yes, and we have to forgive all and let God handle it for us. Now, we find out all these things about God. However, we have already found him to be more than just this, more than these characteristics. And we can look at Psalms 84 and 10. Um... It can give us a better picture. Psalms 84 and 10 tells us that grace and truth, which are characteristics of God, have met together. Justice and peace have or has kissed each other. Listen, all of these are characteristics of God. But the Bible lets us know that it all works together. It's all cohesive. Why? Because grace and truth they meet together just justice and peace <coughs> excuse me they kiss each other so it all works together 
all the characteristics of God, they work together. And that shows us that he is a true and loving God. He's a just God. He's a righteous God. Um, and he loves us, <laughs> basically. Now, the scripture, this particular scripture exists how God attributes, God's attributes work together. Not separated, not compartmentalized like we read before how people have taught about the Trinity, how people see the Holy Ghost as powerful and knowledgeable and we see and 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 Jesus Christ is seen as uh, loving and forgiving and peaceful and then God is seen as uh, judgment a God of judgment and a God of righteousness and 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 the, the Trinity is not compartmentalized God are all these things in one he's holy he's righteous he's just he's a God of judgment he's a God of wrath and he is a God of vengeance and any other character that you may use God is all of these things and all of these things work together and guess what we are made in the image of God so all of these things are on the inside of us now let's get back to Justin Justifier the first thing we need to do to escape the judgment of God and be assured of his love and his mercy is according to Romans 10 and 9. What does the Bible say? The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Listen, the Bible says all you have to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. It is just that simple. Now listen, once saved, you are heirs to the throne of God. And you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. According to Romans 8 and 17, we must know the scripture. The scripture states, now if we are children, children of God, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Listen, we are heirs of God. And what does this mean? This means that we the believers are adopted sons and adopted daughters of God. Galatians 3 and 29 tells us if you belong to Christ, if you belong to Jesus Christ, if you are saved, if you confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead the Bible says you shall be saved so if you are saved if you belong to Christ according to Galatians 3 and 29 then you are Abraham's seed we may not come down through the genealogy of Abraham but listen if we belong to Christ we are Abraham's seed We've been adopted into the bloodline. And then we are heirs according to the promise of God. According to what God promised Abraham. My God from Zion. I don't think we've gotten to the details of that yet. Of what God promised Abraham. But we're going we're gonna to learn about the Abrahamic covenant and what God promised Abraham listen let's listen to that or let's go over that again my God from Zion the scripture states that we confess with our mouth and if we believe in our heart that God raised confess with our mouth Jesus Christ Lord Jesus and we believe in our heart that God raised him meaning Jesus Christ from the dead we shall be saved. Then we found out, according to Galatians 3 and 19, uh, 3 and 29, if we belong to Christ, if we are saved, that we've confessed him, then we are Abraham's seed and we are heirs according to the promise of God to Abraham. Therefore, we are adopted children and we enjoy the privileges of the natural born children we call God daddy we talked about that in the first episode 
how God put in my spirit the song by Lawrence Oya, My Daddy, My Daddy. God is our daddy. You can call him daddy. He's called Abba. He's our father. We call God daddy for we are his children. And guess what? The children inherit the parents' estate. What? When your parents are past, you inherit their estate. Whatever belongs to them are passed down to you. That's in the natural sense. So if we're children of God, we inherit what belongs to him. We can even think about uh, uh, the prodigal son. When he, he wanted to go and he told his father that he wanted his inheritance now. And not only did the father give him his inheritance, but he gave both sons their inheritance. One son stayed and one son left and lived a righteous, a riotous life. But he came to himself, the prodigal son, and he came back. Yes, we are the adopted children of God because of Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ through what he did for us he redeemed us from our sins he purchased us we are the righteousness of God so therefore adopted children enjoy the same privileges as natural born children yeah we call God daddy but we are his children and we inherit his estate. Now listen, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Marion Webster, we're going to break down inheritance according to the uh, according to the dictionary. Inheritance states the act of inheriting property. The reception of genetic characteristics transmitted from parent to offspring. Listen, we are created in God's image. So, yeah, God created us in his image. So those attributes and those characteristics that are inside of him are inside of us as well. So the genetic characteristics have been transmitted from the parent, God, to the offspring, us. We are created in his image. The acquisition of possessions, a condition or a trait from past generations. All of this is the uh, 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 dictionary meaning of inheritance. Generational inheritance uh, would be appropriate to say here because it says acquisitions of possessions could be things, property, a condition, and we know that it could be good or bad. We can have uh, generational blessings or we can have generational cursings. We can have conditions such as cancers, uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, or uh, whatever the dementia, whatever the case may be, it could be passed down from generation to generation. That also is an inheritance but thank God for Jesus Christ we can go uh, because Jesus died upon the cross for our sins he made an open show to principalities and powers we can go or we can pray or we can uh, um, uh, uh, re reject resist denounce renounce uh, divorce ourselves from, disassociate ourselves from generational curses and generational curses such as uh, conditions within our bodies that's been passed down from generation to generation. We can we can disassociate ourselves from that type of stuff because of Jesus Christ, my God from Zion. Now let's break. Uh, inheritance down according to what the Bible has to say. Now we're going to go down to the bottom and then we're going to go back up to the top. According to the Bible, an illegitimate son they were excluded from inheritance. And we can find that in Judges 12, uh, 11 1 and 2 verses 1 and 2. An illegitimate son you know if the father just laying his hat down wherever he wants to lay it down and call it his home that is not the wife and this a uh, son is born uh to that father it's called an Ill illegitimate son and the illegitimate son is excluded from the inheritance 
and this is according to Judges 11, 1 and 2. Now, daughters, according to the Bible, did not inherit anything unless there were no male heirs. Then a daughter would inherit. And we can find an example of that in Numbers chapter 27, verses 1 through 8, and chapter 36, verses 1 through 9. Listen, daughters did not inherit. Now, widows, they did not inherit either. However, a widow could be the guardian of the property until her sons came to full age. We can find that in Ruth 4, 9 and 2 Kings 8, 3 through verse 6. So, widows didn't inherit either. Now, let's get down to the nitty gritty. The oldest or eldest son, however you want to say it, of the wife, the son of the wife, had the right to a double share of his father's possessions. The eldest son of the wife, the actual wife, had the right to a double share of his father's possessions. And we can find that in Deuteronomy 21 and 17. Now the sons of the concubines, which was considered the secondary wife, not legally, but the secondary wife, they didn't receive any inheritance either. My God from Zion. And we can read that when it came to Abraham and Ishmael. But he didn't receive an inheritance. As a matter of fact, he was shooed away. He was sent away. So the son of a concubine, and actually his mama wasn't even a concubine. The son of concubines, the secondary wife, received no inheritance. Unless, hear me, unless they were adopted as sons of full right. And you can find that in Genesis 25, 5 and 6. Listen, we are adopted children of God. Therefore, we have a full right to the inheritance of the kingdom of God. We have a full right to be a co-heir with Jesus Christ. Listen, uh, don't, don't, don't let the devil tell you or steal your inheritance from you. Don't let the devil lie to you. You are, if you are a child of God, then you are an heir to the throne of God. Now, I want you to stick a pin right there. And we're going to come back. Just, just dwell on that. Meditate on that. If you are a, a child of God. If you've confessed Jesus Christ. And you with your mouth. And you believe with your heart. That God saved him or raised him from the dead. Then you are saved. Therefore you are Christ. And if you are Christ. You are Abraham's seed. And if you are Abraham's seed. That means you have been adopted. You are a full son. With full, um, and daughters. With full right. To the throne of God. Listen. Exodus 34. We're going we're gonna to come back to that. Let's go to Exodus 34. 6 and 9. In the scripture, God gives light on the meaning of the name Lord and his innermost nature. Because, listen, we have been studying about the characteristics of God, the attributes of God, what God has planted on the inside of us. Because, listen, we are created in the image of God. Therefore, the characteristics that he has, they dwell on the inside of us. Listen, the Lord is compassionate. The Lord is kind and he is a forgiving father. Now, these are attributes and they're all linked with truth, holiness, and justice. God is gracious and compassionate, forgiving iniquity, forgiving evil deeds, forgiving sins, our transgressions, and even forgiving the turning against him when we uh, uh, blame him for what comes upon us in this life. However, 
He does not forget to punish guilty people. God, all of these things. He's compassionate. He's loving. He's kind. He's truth. He's justice. He's all these things. But he does not forget to punish the guilty. He will punish not only the guilty people, but also their children, their grandchildren, and their great-grandchildren. My God from Zion. And their great-great-grandchildren to the third and the fourth generations. My God, God does not play. When we walk away from him, when we uh, do things that are not according to his will, when we put a petition between us and God, God does not play. He will punish you. He will punish me. He will punish our children. He will punish our grandchildren. He will punish our great-grandchildren. And he will punish our great-great-grandchildren. Why? It says to the third and the fourth. <coughs> Excuse me, generations. <coughs> Excuse me. We can find that in Exodus, the 34th chapter. So it behooves us to live a righteous life. Because listen. And you have children, honey, they're going to pay for your sins. They're going to pay for your wrongdoing. They're going to pay for what you do in your body. It's going to go down to your children, your grandchildren, their near children, and their children. It's going to go from generation to generation. But you know what? I thank God for Jesus Christ. Those of us who have uh, uh, come to ourselves uh, and um, we've confessed with our mouth the Lord Jesus and we believed in our heart that God raised him from the dead that we are saved. Why? Because Jesus came in and he scooped us up from the word. That grace came in. God, uh, Jesus redeemed us. Listen, like I said, he, 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 he took the curse away. The Bible says, Cursed is the man that hangeth on a tree. And Jesus hung on that tree for us. Therefore, he took the curse away from us. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. He came in and he scooped us up. Therefore, our children and our grandchildren and our great-great-grandchildren does not have to deal with the curse. Yes. Jesus scooped us up. Thank God for Jesus. Now let's go to Exodus 20 verse 5. It reads, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, which is idols, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and the fourth generation of them that hate me. This is the scripture that tells us about the children and the grandchildren and the great great and the great great greats gonna be uh uh visited by God because of the iniquities of the fathers. Listen, and why do we say this and why does the scripture say this? And oh don't don't leave out the part visiting the iniquities of the father upon the children unto the third <coughs> excuse me and the fourth generation but don't leave out this part of them that hate me. <coughs> Those who turn their face away from God. Those who worship idols. Worship idol gods. Or worship anything other than the true and the living God. Anything other than the God who created the heavens and the earth. He said those that hate me because they turn away from the, they turn themselves away from God. Therefore, they hate God. He said, I will visit the iniquities of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation and of them that hate me. Therefore, uh, if you hate God, and God forbid that anybody that's listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth at this very moment, if you hate God, God is not only going to visit you And, and, and um, judge you for what you do in your body. He's going to visit your children. Yes he is. And he's going to visit your grandchildren. And your great grandchildren. And your great great grandchildren. So this is why parents should take note of their sins. Listen. 
parents, we have got to take note of our sins. Spiritual neglect or failure to separate ourselves from sin can have a tragic consequences on the children. Children who ain't did nothing. They're innocent. But because you sinned, because you did wickedness, because you did evil, then your children have to suffer for your sins. And especially in the sense that they generally follow their parents down the same path of temptation or spiritual covenants. The kids normally, on a general basis, follow behind what their parents did. Listen, if you want your children to be visited by God and not in a good way, then continue to do what you do. And I pray for you. However... If you want to save yourself and your children, I suggest, I strongly suggest that you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and that you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Then you shall be saved. Therefore, adopting evil habits and attitudes that will lead them, the children, away from God and toward destruction. And we can see this over and over and over again in the Bible, how the children follow after their parents, even the kings. We can read in the Old Testament as, as one king die off and then the child or the son becomes king. The Bible says, uh, tells us how they followed in the footsteps of their father. They did, they, they did evil just like their father did. Or they did good just like their father did. So normally the kids follow after their ancestors. After their fathers or after the, their uh, previous fathers or how do you want to say grandfathers and fathers ancestors prior to them it just depends and we can read that in the bible many many kings of the children of israel did evil in the sight of god but there are a few that did good and we also learned about king manasseh in the first podcast how he was one of the worst kings that there was he he brought bloodshed he just did so much evil he uh worked witchcraft and sorcery he made his children go through the walk through the fire with the bible specifically states how god told the children of israel not to do these things and manasseh did them he made the children of israel do them and he was one of the worst kings ever but listen, we also learn that in the, at the end of his time, at the end of his life, that Manasseh repented for his sins. All the evil and wickedness that he did in his lifetime. He repented. And what did God do? God restored him back as king. God has no respect to person. If he did it for Manasseh, he can do it for us. And that's why it's so very important. Excuse me. That's why it's so very important that we forgive. Listen, this man did all types of things. But God forgave him. So we have to forgive. Because he could have been someone that um, wreaked havoc in our lives. In our lives, killed our family members, did this, did that, uh, uh, all kind of evilness. I can name out some things, but you just, you just put your mind, think of some things that could have been done. But guess what? While we're over there not forgiving him, God, he's repented and God has forgiven him. So who's getting the bad end of the stick? We are. Why? Because we. In our unforgiveness, which brings on pain, which brings on torment, which opens a door for all types of spirits to come into our lives through unforgiveness. And this person has asked God forgiveness, have truly repented for what they've done, truly repented for their sins, and God has forgiven them. And they're living a the life. 
in Manasseh's case, God restored him back to king after he had snatched the kingdom away from him. God restored him back to king in Jerusalem. So on the one hand, we're uh, opening doors for demons to come in to torment our life. And we're living in depression and misery and bitterness and unforgiveness and rebellion and and, and uh, uh, unbelief and fear and resentment and anger and hatred. Well, this person over here is being restored because they repented of their sins. <laughs> My God from Zion. I got off task right there, but talking about forgiveness, boy, that forgiveness is deep. It's very deep. So that lets us know that we have to forgive. My God from Zion. We're going to go to Exodus 34 and 5. And God commanded Moses. <clears throat> and God commanded Moses went up the mountain a second time to receive the Ten Commandments. He broke the first set. And Moses experienced a new vision of God. God revealed his name to Moses because we're talking about the name Lord. God told Moses that his name is Jehovah, which means the existing one, which means that he is a God of compassion. He is a God of grace. He is a God of loyalty, a God of faithfulness, a God of patience, and a God of forgiveness. Listen. My God from Zion, in response to this disclosure of God's character, that's God's character, Moses worshipped him. Then he Moses began to plead for the people because Moses was not allowed to go into the land of milk and honey. He, Moses wasn't allowed to go in the promised lands because he did not do what God told him to do. But that's another that's another topic. Also, Moses asked that God promised to go with them, with the children of Israel, which would renew his promise to dwell among the people and own them in his inheritance. So there's a background story to this. Okay, Moses went up to get the Ten Commandments. And when he, when he uh, went up to visit God, and that's when God gave him the Ten Commandments. Okay? And we can find this in the book of Exodus. And um, I, let's see. I want to see where did we... Anyway, I don't want this podcast to be long. But anyway, when Moses, with the, the Ten Commandments, Moses came down off of the mountain and realized that the people had created an idol god and that's why the first set of ten commandments got broken the moses was on the mountain for so long that the people began to ask aaron to uh, make them a, a god basically and aaron told them to take off all of their earrings their jewelry and whatnot, and he began to fashion a golden calf. So when Moses came off the mountain, he was very angry because he's up there visiting with God, and the and the children of Israel are down at the bottom of the mountain worshiping an idol God. Now in, in chapter thirty-four, and I'm just going to read a little bit of chapter thirty-four. This is Exodus thirty-four, and I'm going to start at the first verse. And this is the NIV version. The Lord said unto Moses, Chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones, and I will write on them the words that were on the first tablets which you broke. Be ready in the morning, and then come up to Mount Sinai. Present yourself to me there on top of the mountain. No one is to come with you or be seen anywhere on the mountain. Not even the flocks and herds may graze. In front of the mountain, Moses chiseled out two stone tablets like the first ones and went up Mount Sinai early in the morning as the Lord had commanded him. And he carried the two stone tablets in his hands. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, 
abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sins of the father to the third and the fourth generation. There it is again in Exodus 34. Moses bowed to the ground at once and worshiped. Oh Lord, if I have found favor in your eyes, he said, then let the Lord go with us. Let you please come with us, God. Although this is a stiff-necked people, these people are rebellious and hard-headed. Forgive our wickedness and our sin and take us as your inheritance. In other words, renew your promises with us because we have turned away from you. We have made a partition between you and us. We have worshiped, we meaning the people, we have worshiped an idol God and we've learned that God is a jealous God. His name is jealous. He's very jealous. And by them worshiping an idol God, the Bible says they went a whoring. They went out being, uh, the Bible calls it whoring. <laughs> I'm not calling it whoring. The Bible said whoring. They went a whoring after out of God. Therefore, God is a jealous God. I'm sorry. His name is jealous. The Bible says that. And I'm going to see what the Bible says. And Moses asked God to promise to go with them, uh, which would renew his his promise to dwell among the people. The people made God angry. And, and Moses was praying, asking God to renew his promise to dwell among the people and own them, own them how? Own them as his inheritance, his property. Therefore, we are God's inheritance. We are God's property so no devil in hell can snatch us out of God's hands unless we allow unless we open the door for the devil to come in listen we belong to God now listen the original covenant was established with Abraham let's find out what this Abrahamic covenant is all about the covenant comes in a series of interactions with God. And we can find that in Genesis, the 12th chapter, 1, 2, and 3, verse 1, 2, and 3. We can find it in Genesis, the 15th chapter, verses 1 through 21. And we can find it in Genesis, the 17th chapter, verses 1 through 27. Through these interactions, three promises were made to Abraham by God. The first one was Abraham will be given land, given possessions. Listen, that's the promise of God. If you don't own any land, the promise of God to the people of God, to Abraham's seed, which we are because we are adopted into the family. God promised Abraham land. He promised his seed land. Therefore, God has promised you land. That is your inheritance. Listen to me. We are supposed to be owners of land. My God from Zion. And listen, the second promise was a great nation will be born of his offspring, of Abraham's offspring. Listen, a great nation, not a nation of, of, of sin, not a nation of wickedness, but a great nation. And listen, you are a part of that great nation. Don't let no demon out of the pits of hell tell you that you are not a, 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 a peculiar people, that you are not the righteousness of God, that you are not God's child, God's baby, God's daughter, God's son. Don't let no devil in hell, no devil out of hell, no devil walking, because listen, the Bible tells us he's walking to it, he's as a, as a roaring lion, as a roaring lion, walking to and fro, seeking whom we may devour. Do not let the devil tell you <coughs> or call you out your name, is how we like to say, because you are the righteousness of God. You are a child of God. You are coming from a great nation because you are adopted in to that nation. Praise God. Amen and amen. 
And we're going to settle that and we're going to say, say la. Meditate on that. Now, the, the third promise came through the blessings of Abraham. And through him, the whole earth will be blessed. And it's saying, through the blessings of Abraham, the whole earth would be blessed. Listen, God reigned on the just as well as the unjust. So a lot of times we be thinking, now how can that person over there be blessed? Or how can that person over there uh, have uh, such uh, live such a life? And they don't, they don't uh, uh, recognize God at all, or they don't live for God, or they don't uh, speak of God, or um, anything of that nature. But I recognize God, I love God, I speak of God, you know, I'm doing the best I can with what I got. I'm learning how to love God, how to live for God in spirit and in truth, and I'm over here struggling. Listen, listen. It's the mindset. Listen, God said through the blessings of Abraham, this is for you and this is for me. I'm talking to myself right now. Through the blessings of Abraham, the whole earth is blessed. Therefore, I am blessed, honey. Just because they uh, are living a lifestyle, honey, that lifestyle, what you see on the outside is not what's going on in, on the inside. Listen, you think that they live in a life, honey, but there, there could be torment there. There could be inside of that closed doors. There could be all kind of things going on. Honey, don't look at what's on the outside. No, sir. No, sir. Just know that God blesses the just as well as the unjust. The rain falls on the just as well as the unjust. Why? Because the Bible's telling us here through the blessings of Abraham, the whole earth would be blessed so everybody would have some sort of blessing and not saying that um god is blessing the wicked because listen we've already read where god the bible has told us we've already read and we've gone over that where god takes no and ezekiel 33 and 11 where god takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked god doesn't take pleasure even though they're wicked god doesn't take pleasure in their death but he wants that he rather that they turn from their wicked ways and rather that they live so they get a chance to turn they we all get a chance to turn from our sin we all get a chance to draw now to god so he can draw now to us yes god don't want to see anybody perish but that all will come to repentance so listen through the blessings of abraham the whole earth is blessed my God from Zion and we're going to move on because of the children of Israel's disobedience God broke covenant with them because of their idol worship God broke covenant with them that's why Moses was praying and asking God to renew his covenant with the children with the people with the uh, uh, chosen people if you will God, Moses was praying God please return back into um Amongst the people. Come back amongst the people. Dwell among the people. Make us your inheritance again. Yes. Therefore God at this time is renewing. His covenant with the people. Because he heard the cry of Moses. My God from Zion. So Moses is asking God to go with the children of Israel, which would uh, say he would be renewing his promise to dwell among the people and to own them as his inheritance again and his God's inheritance as God's property. But listen, God don't play by his. God don't play about his children. God don't play about his property. Listen, when I, I probably getting ahead of myself, but when God sent them into the promised land, Joshua, Moses didn't make it there, but when Joshua went in the promised land and he did as God told him to do, listen, everything died, everything Man, woman, child, animal, everything had to die. God don't play. God said, I'm going to give you this land and I am going to uh, take away the people, basically. The people had to go because God had already given 
the children of Israel, his chosen people, his uh, children, his um, his, his his well, you can say his favorite in a sense, but he his chosen people, he had given them the promised land, the land of Canaan. So therefore, everything had to die. They had to get get yes. We can read about that in the book of Joshua. My God from Zion. I'm excited about that. Because the word of God is right all by itself. And when we look at the word of God. The way it is. is the way it actually is. And we realize that we are the children of God. And we see that God is our daddy. And, and he, he don't play about his children. Honey, listen. We'll be looking at the, 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 yeah, the devil's like a wrong line, but listen, my daddy will take care of you. All your teeth will fall out, honey. You come up, come up, come up upon me like a wrong lion, if you will. My daddy's going to take care of me, and I don't know, my God from Zion. We, gonna, we already talked about that uh, when we read Psalms 18. Jesus Christ. Let's go to Psalms 18. I don't want this podcast to be too long, but we got to read some of Psalms 18 because we're talking about our daddy. And I want you to get it in your spirit that no devil in hell can take nothing away from you. We, we have to give it up. He can't take nothing from you. We're going to read Psalms 18. Quickly, let's go there. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverance. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from mine enemies. The cord of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the great cord about me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, in your calamity, in your time of, of, of going through your trial, in my distress, I called on the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard me. He heard me out of heaven. My cry came before him unto his ears. Listen, the earth itself trembled and it quaked. Why? And the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because God was angry. Even the earth trembled at the anger of God. Listen, everything lives. In the spiritual realm, we have to learn about the things of the spirit. The earth trembled and it quaked. The foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and he came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubs and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him. <coughs> the dark rain clouds of the sky out of the brightness of his presence clouds advanced with hailstones and bolts of lightning. The Lord thundered from heaven. My God, I'm saying the voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemy. My God, I'm saying that's just a portion of Psalms 18. I encourage you to go read Psalms 18 when you feel like the devil is uh, 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 winning the battle, if you will. <clears throat> go to Psalms 18 and be encouraged. Because when you make your cry to God, when you open your voice, when uh, uh, the, we've read it, uh, we talked about it in the first uh, episode, when we, uh, when we, our voice 
it's our voice that God uh, adheres to. And what is voice? We, we talked about it in the first episode. Voice is just a noise. It could be a whimper. It could be a groan. It could be a moan. It could be a tone. It does not have to be a word. It can just be the word help God. We can just say daddy. And the way that we say daddy, it is going to get God's attention out of his holy hill. My God is saying, and he is going to come down. He is going to come see about his children. Listen, God don't play about his kids. Honey, when the devil thinks that he is winning, he is far from it. We may feel, we may feel like the devil is winning, but it is far from that. My God from, from Zion, God is not going to let the devil overtake us. As long as we draw not to him, he is going to draw, draw nigh to us and he is going to see about us. No devil in hell can change that without our consent. Don't listen to the lies of the devil. Let me tell you, the Bible tells us that Satan is the father of lies. He created lying. John 8 and 44 gives us the tea. Listen, it says, ye are um, your father the devil. This is Jesus talking. He's talking to the religious folks. He said, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father, ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and a bird not in the truth because there is no truth in him. We're talking about Satan. We're talking about Lucifer. There is no truth in him. When he speaks, he speaketh a lie. He speaketh his own. For he is a liar and the father of lies. He's the father of it. So he created lying. It's right there in John 8 and 44. So when he comes or when his imps come or when his agents come or when his, his associates come, when his cohorts come to talk into our ears or to make us think uh, that he is somebody which he is not when he tries to make us feel condemned, condemnation when he tries to bring all these things upon us we have to remember that is all lies it's all lies it's all lies listen to me it's all lies. When he said you're depressed, it's a lie. When he said you can't do it, it's a lie. You may think that's yourself speaking to you. No, that, that's a demon. Listen, listen, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it in an up and coming podcast called Distractions. Listen, honey, you got a hit out on you. There's a strategy from the kingdom of darkness just for you, tailor made for you, tailor made for me. There's a demon assigned to each and every one of us. And he knows us. The familiar, familiar spirits, they go back and report everything about us. They sit there and they look. If you pick your nose, they look in at you picking your nose. Yes, I mean, hey, that may not be a good example, but that's why it's just that deep. The devil, you, there's a hit out. Uh, We're going to talk about that in another series called distractions we don't get to that we're gonna talk about that but my god i'm saying i am way off course so listen <clears throat> we're gonna go to deuteronomy deuteronomy 32 and 9 repeats the incredible truth that we are god's inheritance the lord's portion is his people <clears throat> that's god's portion of the inheritance we are his people jacob has allotted inheritance god peep god <clears throat> the people of God are his property. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so excited about 
the inherit uh, the inheritance, not only the inheritance, but about the uh, word according to distractions. I'm excited about that word. I can't wait to come and talk about that. Excuse me. The people of God are his property, God's property. Therefore, when the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy God's property, one response is anger. And we just read it in in, in Psalms 18, 6-7. God states, which states, In my distress I called upon the Lord, and this is the King James Version I'm reading right now. The previous version was the NIV. But this is the King James Version from Psalms 18, verses 6 and 7. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and I cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears then the earth shook and trembled the foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth god was furious god was angry why because of his children because when we cry out to god <clears throat> yes he is going to come see about us and let, let's just know how God cares for us or for what belongs or who belongs to him. Let's take a, take a peek at Deuteron Deuteronomy 32, which is the song of Moses. We're going to read some more scripture, which was to be taught to Israel. Because remember, Moses prayed to God and asked God to remove the covenant so this is a covenant renewal ceremony song so moses this is the song of moses which he taught to the children of israel to use in the covenant renewal ceremony the song <clears throat> is not prophetic however it does have pronostic overtones israel's future is depicted in rather gloomy terms rough terms yet there's some things ahead for the children of israel but her newly acquired wealth will lead her, or yeah, and her newly acquired wealth will lead her into apostasy. Yeah, going into the land, and like I said, how they began to do the things that God told them not to do. They began to worship idol gods and bring it into their homes. They begin to marry, uh, mix and mingle with the um, the people in the promised land, which God told them not to do that. But they did it anyway. However, after Israel undergoes severe judgment from God. Yeah, God is going to judge. Listen, we learn that God he punishes all the way down to the third and the fourth generation. We already learned that. But God is compassionate and he will deliver his people. We've learned about that also. How Manasseh uh, repented for his sin and God replaced him as king. So God, he is a compassionate God and he delivers his people which is his inheritance. Listen, we are God's inheritance and takes vengeance. Listen, we already learned that God is a vengeance God. He had one of his characteristics is vengeance. And the Bible tells us that he takes vengeance on the enemies of his chosen people. Now we're going to read this song of Moses. This is a proclamation of the name of the Lord. A description of his character and his works. Man, this podcast should have been titled The Character of God. My God from Zion. We're going to read Deuteronomy 32 verses 1 through 14. And this is going to come from the Message Bible. Listen. O sky, so I may speak. Pay attention, O earth, to what I say. Let my teaching fall on you like raindrops. Let what I say collect like the dew, like rain sprinkling the grass, like showers in the green plants. I will proclaim the name of the eternal. I will utter greatness of our God. He's the rock and his work is perfect. Everything he does is right. He is the God who can be trusted, who never does wrong because he's righteous and upright. But a perverse and crooked generation has broken its word to him. They are not counted 
as his children. My God, not with such deficiencies. I'm going to keep reading. This is how you repay the eternal, you foolish, unwise people. Isn't he your father who produced you, who made you and established you? Remember the days long ago. Consider the years of past generations. Ask your father and he'll explain it to you. Ask the elders and they'll tell you when God the Most High in heaven gave all the nations their inherited territory, when he divided the descendants of Adam into nations, when he established the boundaries of the people as the number of the sons of God, because the eternal's territory is his people and Jacob is the territory of God's inheritance. The eternal found Jacob in the wilderness out in an empty windswept desert wasteland he put his arms around him and took care of him he protected him as the apple of his eye just as the eagle stares up his nest encouraging its young to fly and then hovers over them in case they need help and spreads its wings and catches them if they fall and carries them up high on its wings so the eternal guided Jacob through the wilderness without the help of any foreign god listen so the eternal guided jacob through the wilderness without the help of any foreign god he set him on the heights of the land and fed him from the produce of the fields he even fed him honey from the rocks and oil from flinty stones butter from his cows and milk from his flocks. The choice cuts of lambs and goats, rams raised in Bashan, high quality wheat and wine from the lifeblood of grapes. You drink good wine. My God from Zion. Boy, the Bible is something else. It gives us all the details. It tells us exactly what we need to know to stand it. And it, it's not by power. It's not by mind. But it's by the Spirit of God we can stand on the Word. Listen, the Bible said we are the apple of God's eye. He is not ready to pounce on us with his power of destruction at every turn. We are God's inheritance. He is our daddy. My God. And we will come right. And he definitely will come running if we call him. So therefore, we need to call him over two hundred times the term inheritance is written in the Bible. God wrote us in his will prior to our birth. Jesus said in Matthew 25, 34, and this is from the NIV, then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed of my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Enough said. There is no more that needs to be said. The scripture says it all. Take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Titus 3 and 7 states, having been justified by grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. Repeatedly, the Bible tells us that as believers in Christ, we inherit eternal life and God's kingdom. Hebrews 6 and 12 states we inherit God's promises. And Peter 1, uh, 1 Peter 3 and 9, a blessing. Whatever inheritance Christ received, we share in it. He is perfect. Then we will be perfected. He reigns. Then we will reign. He lives forever. We will live forever. He is healed and whole. We will be healed and whole. Remember, if you confess Jesus, Lord and Savior, you are an heir to the throne of God. We inherit the kingdom of God and all the blessings God promised Abraham. Not only that, but we are God's inheritance. We are his property and God takes care of his own. Don't let no demonic force no demonic power tell you otherwise.
own who you are. We are the children of God, the maker and the creator of all. He is your daddy. Thank you for listening to Sister Alley Cast T. Where we talk about all things church related. Listen, you are the inheritance of God. The kingdom of God is your inheritance. He is your daddy. Call upon your daddy. Listen, Psalms 18. Go to Psalms 18. Anytime you're feeling whatever, go to Psalms 18 and listen how God will come down from heaven and himself. He didn't say he sent an angel. He didn't send Gabriel. <laughs> he didn't send Michael. The war angel. He didn't, he didn't send none of that. He came down himself. Broke through the clouds. To come see about his child. And that be you. And that be me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Once again. Thank you for listening to Sister Ali Cast T. Where we talk about all things church related. My name is Allison C. Hope. I am your host. And we talked about the inheritance. Our inheritance. My inheritance. And the inheritance of God. Which is us. Guys I love you. And I will talk to you soon.